welcome to The Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I am Kaya Green. And I'm Stephanie Malik. And today we're talking about the fashion subculture that's just for kicks. Get it? Because it's sneakers! <laughs> yeah, Sneakers and sneaker heads! Steph, what do you know about collecting sneakers? People do it. Great. <laughs> nothing. I know I know pretty much nothing about it. Uh, obviously in researching for the podcast today, I learned a tiny bit about it. Yeah. But I'm coming in uh, pretty pretty raw, pretty bare. Uh, just like my feet cuz I don't know much about sneakers. So you have raw feet. Look. <laughs> Kaya, I don't need this from you. What do you know about sneakers uh, oh, and sneakerheads? Like equally as much. I I know I find it to be a fascinating subculture uh, that I probably will never get into myself into myself because um, I have the I'm the worst for buying shoes. I will wear shoes into the ground. Um, but uh, but I do find it super fascinating. Um, and so I have looked into it a little bit, and I know like a little bit historically about how it came like very much came up from New York. Um, and sort of uh, black culture in New York and went from there, uh, especially with like basketball and hip hop culture. Um, and I also know that Air Jordans are a thing and that Air Force Ones, um, Nelly sang about them. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's all I know. Great. Um, but uh, do you know who does know a lot about them? Is it our guest? I hope so. It is our guest. <laughs> our guest today is uh, Yao Atua, who is a comedian, writer, and actor from Fort Erie, Ontario. Uh, he's a stand-up comedian, uh, and he has performed across North America and opened for comedians Sam Jay, Josh Gondelman, and Eliza Skinner, amongst many of his other credits. Uh, hello, Yao. Hello. How are you doing? You know what? I was thoroughly enjoying the banter. Oh, great. great, great Before great. I walked in the door. And now oh, here you are. You just casually walked in, mic'd up already. <laughs> Oh, who, who knew? The magic. <laughs> the magic of listening. And Kaya, as soon as you said, oh, I don't know if I can get into sneakers, all I thought was, like, what sneakers would I put the two of you in? Oh! I would love to know that. I would, just, I would love to know that. Oh. If, if you, if you like, we'll give you some time to think on this, but mm -hmm. if you tell us, we'll post pictures of it with the Insta, with our Instagram posts so people oh. can see. Because, like, I don't know much, but I already, I like, after re doing some of the reading for this, there was a brand of sneakers that I was like, I wonder if I could get these. I, truly, I'm like, like searching. Looking what? at a lot of those shoes, I was just like, these are really nice. <laughs> They're some beautiful shoes. There are. There are, oh. Listen, shoes are art. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's get into that. it. That's, let's a, get into that's it. the first quote I want to say. I just want people to know that sneakers are art. They can be. Oh. Uh, also, mm, they can be ugly. But <laughs> <laughs> so can art. Oh. So can lots that's of art. That's true. Some, some are. But there's a sneaker for everybody. So. Okay. I love okay. it. I love yes. it. Okay. So we'll just start uh, very beginning. If someone knew absolutely nothing, if there was someone in the world who knows who, who knew nothing about <laughs> collecting sneakers, how would you explain to them what your fandom is? I would say that my fandom is wearable. Okay. Fashion. Ooh. It's fashion forward and wearable. Um, I would I would mention the art and like the piece of it, and it's nostalgic. Because a lot of sneaker collection is nostalgia. Yeah. Cool. Lived out loud. Okay. Uh, especially if you talk to people, like, what shoes they want. It's always based on something old. And, like, if you've done any research, like I like I know people have, you automatically go back to Jordan 1s, and Jordan 1s are a shoe from the 80s that, like, they're holding on to Michael Jordan, who Michael Jordan, as you know, was a basketball player, does not play anymore. Mm -hmm. Listen, is a basketball player. He is... 
for some people, the greatest of all time. Uh, notice how I said some people. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to say, not for you, though. <laughs> That's a whole other fandom episode. Different <laughs> it's, episode. It's a different episode. <laughs> uh, but, but because of him, like, there's a lot of, like, people go back. They, they like to think about, like, the first shoe he wore, the one to championship, Jordan 6s. Or the last shoe he wore as a player, I think they're the 14s. And, like, like they, they connect memories to it. And some people, it's like, where were you when you saw the band commercial, which is in the 80s, I was a kid. Or, like, um, the, the Spike Lee commercials, which was a whole series of them. So there's that, and then there's what you played in, and then... And so, like, for a lot of sneakers, it's nostalgia, and then a lot of people is look, and then of course the big thing is clout, which for me is like the most annoying part. But like at the same time, like when you see certain shoes, like your friends get certain shoes or collectors get certain shoes, you look down on them. It's like where did you get the Wortherspoons? And they're like, oh man, and they tell you this grand tale about how they got this sneaker that's hard to get. So it's like a big connection from within. Oh, so I, nostalgia, clout, art, fashion. Whoa, I, that's it. What a what a succinct way to put that. That's that's incredible. I do see like when I was doing some like cursory research, I saw a lot about hype, about like the hype of shoes and like that oh, yeah. <laughs> that like that idea of some shoes have clout that just like is magnetic for yeah. some people. For some people, like the fact that it's hard to get makes it more popular for them. Right. And I'm not always in that. I'm never really in that train. Like More I don't the art train. Yeah, I like the way they sh look generally. I wear all my sneakers, which is a whole other like oh, division yeah. of fandom. If you've ever like some people just collect to resell or collect to put on a wall. I wear all my sneakers. Like I, I brought a pair of. I like thought about the sneakers I was oh, wearing today. I, I did see them. I noticed them. I <laughs> yeah. was going to ask about them. What well. are the shoes that you brought? For today? people who are listening, I wore Jordan One. Hyper Royals and they match my shirt. My shirt they is are a, beautiful, yeah, but I love them. Very I have like pretty. all my Jordan ones. Uh, if, if you can remember the picture I said, all my Jordan ones are the only shoes I keep the boxes for. Okay, because I also nice. okay because I also because I wear my shoes and I don't care about reselling or like keeping quote unquote the value of them. I throw out all the boxes. We just yeah. throw out the recycling, except for my Jordan ones because for me that's like. That feels like a throwback, and so those are stacked. That makes so I had to like dig through and like look in the label and pull those out. And I looked at what I was wearing because I picked what I was wearing first, and I was like, "Oh, I have a shoe for this." Oh, so amazing. I picked I picked Jordan ones and I put them in. But yes, okay. I that makes that actually like makes a lot of sense to me as somebody who has like Buffy DVDs that like I don't play the show off DVDs, but I'm going to keep those DVDs forever. Oh my gosh, you know? yes. It's like the same kind of idea, right? Is it's that like this is part of the collection though? Yeah. Like this is an important bit. Like for me, not to go too long on DVDs, but DVDs, like what you keep now because everything can be found online or streaming. That's like kind of saying something outside. So right. if you, have yes. Buffy, you have Buffy DVDs, if you have the whole collection, you're telling people you're a fan of the show. Totally. Yeah. Like you want people to come in and like, oh, that's what you like. So when people go to my room, they see a bunch of shoes on the wall. That's fine. But you see the Jordan box, Jordan 1 boxes. When you click into what those boxes are, you're like, oh, okay. Right. Nostalgia. That's I now why. know something a bit more about you. Yeah. 
without me having to say anything. It's good writing. Uh, it's good, it's, it's, it's good <laughs> writing. It's, yeah. it's environmental storytelling. Yes, yes. Mise-en-scene for those people <laughs> who are in, into film. Damn, mise-en-scene and Spike Lee were also getting a film <laughs> tutorial yes. from me right now. All right, okay, so what's your origin story? How'd you get into this? I, so I played basketball growing up. I was really into basketball. I So in the 90s, a big fan of Michael Jordan, uh, and one, Stephon Marbury. Uh, I also liked looking cool. So my first real playing pair, I think, were Adidas. Uh, Adidas and and one were what I primarily played basketball in. Um, and one is a real big throwback. I had the Starberries, which are Stephon Marbury shoes. Um, but I just remember the commercials and my cousin, who was my hero growing up, uh, talking about Jordans, and I remember how much he wanted Jordan 3s, this black cement ones, and then suddenly, I also really wanted those shoes. So, uh, and did, did I end up getting a pair? Yes, yes I did. Aww, <laughs> yes, yes. I, yes, dreams come yeah, true. Dreams, dreams <laughs> come true. That was, the, that was like, that's my nostalgic pair, the pair that I'm like, that throws me back to like, being a kid wanting shoes. And do you still have them? I do still have them. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a couple pairs of those. Like two pairs, but like the last one is like. Uh, they're the, the one you save. No, they're, uh, yes. I, I do wear them, but they, they're pristine. I don't wear them a lot. But when I do wear them, I'm like, this is on purpose. So yeah. I do like them. But like my cousin and like seeing old basketball commercials and yeah, those are like kind of like it for me. And did you start collecting from that point, or was it not until like later when you started to have like you know jobs and money? Jobs that, and money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I needed jobs and money because also my mom, like I am one of four children, and asking your parents oh, to spend money on you yeah. on something that won't last. <laughs> yeah. But when you get once we like stopped growing, it was a little easier to get kind of some of the things. So I remember she got me. She gave me the money that I ended up getting Kobe sixes, uh, which I gave to my brother because they just don't fit me that well. And and then Kobe passed away, and now they're worth like three thousand dollars or something. Oh, or a th they're they're worth oh in the thousands. Well, if they were unopened, unused, yeah. they would be in right. the thousands. I'm sure someone would love a size eleven, phenomenon sixes and. The red, red, the red and black color, like it would mean something. My brother wears them all the time. Oh, but okay. so they're loved. They're getting, they're getting. Care yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, my brother helped me move. So as uh, I was like, here, have these sneakers. And he was like, cool. And then we looked it up, and he was like, oh, thanks. And I was like, <laughs> could hire a moving company. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, had they been new, I, I know I don't think they were worth that much. But I'm sure if he really wanted to flip them, he can get them quite a bit for him but he wouldn't he wouldn't do that he, he, he's I wouldn't care if he did it but, <laughs> but he wouldn't uh, so can you run us through the basics who are like major players obviously we talked a bit about the famous sneakers like uh, we know Air Jordans mm -hmm. uh, Kai's heard of Air Force One thanks to Nelly I've heard <laughs> of the Reebok Pump Oh, yes. I love the Reebok. I'm looking for a iconic. pair. Yes, iconic. they're very iconic. I'm but, looking for a pair. Uh, who are the main players in this? Like All right, let's crack our knuckles for this one. Um, ooh, ooh, ASMR. Right. <laughs> you, get it, you get it all here, folks. <laughs> all right, so if, just starting from the top down from, like, major companies, we have Nike, Adidas, Reebok, Converse, 
I'm missing a few. New Balance. And then if you really... Reebok, uh, Fila, and more. Yeah, and those, more. Are, those are such a sort of major players. Yeah. Major players. Jordan is a, its own brand. Okay. Te- technically, Jordan is its own brand. Even though there's swooshes on it, technically, Jordan is its own brand. Oh, um, did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, when you, like, look, when they divide up the numbers of, like, sales throughout the year, Nike and Jordan are kind of separated, even though it's, like, a subset of Nike. Well, Nike owns, like, Jordan and Converse, where, like, Adidas owns... Reebok, I think New Balance is like its own thing. Got There's it. Asics, which is a Japanese brand. Um, so that's like kind of the umbrella. And then when you like break it down f- even further, then you're looking at silhouettes and colorways, which is like really where um, the game begins. Let's just say, ooh, <laughs> ooh a game of foot. Yes, nice, ha. nicely <laughs> done. Ha. I love that how that hit me too. I was like, yes. Oh. <laughs> I want to pretend that, that was fully on purpose, but it, it, it occurred to me as it was happening. I was like, well, this is going to sound real clever afterwards. <laughs> it was real clever. It, it made me, it got the right reaction. Yes, I could have been booed. Anyway, um, so yes, colorways, where, like, what is a colorway? Where where does this game start? Okay, so you, let's start with the silhouettes. So silhouettes are models, like, mostly you know them as silhouettes. Um but they're mo- the different models. So you have your Jordan 1s, your Jordan 2s, up to your, I think, around 37s, uh, if I recall. Dang. Jordan 37s. Uh, then you have LeBron has a line. that Like, every major basketball player generally has it. And I mean major. Not good. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good basketball players, but the major ones have their own sneaker. Like, Steph Curry has a sneaker. He's with Under Armour. Um, that's the easiest part. I, if you tell me who his sneaker is. Uh, who the player is. I can tell you what company they're with. Got it. Um, in terms of basketball, a bunch of people were signed with Nike. Giannis is with Nike. And then when you're at the top of the top, like you start getting your own model. Like you get a shoe named after you. Uh, cool. So those are different silhouettes. And then Adidas has a bunch of silhouettes. And Reebok, like Iverson. I, Iverson's with Reebok. Are they, they called silhouettes because they're of the distinct shape each shoe has? Yeah. Okay. Generally, so okay. like high top, low top, that kind of thing, or it's like generally the model. Of the yeah, shooter. okay. Yeah, if you were to put in like for Jordan ones, you could put them in like all black and recognize. Oh, them got it. Oh, right. got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah, but uh, so like you divide it by that. So Jordan's you divide it by lines. Jordan has a line. LeBron has a line. Kobe has a line, uh, etc. Uh, and then everybody just has different. Like every year, they come up with a different model because that's how the big capitalist train keeps such a Yeah, yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> more to sell, more to sell. Yep. And then after that, like if you're really thinking hard about it, there's like your PEs, which are player editions with like the models they actually play in. So, like in the terms of Jordan, all the one, all the shoes that Michael Jordan ever played in are worth more and release less off less often, um, and then. And then, of course, you have your collabs where other companies come and make an interpretation or, like, Travis Scott comes in and reverses the swoot. Or, uh, or the Grinch comes in and mm, does a Grinch mm, shoe. The, the Kobe Grinch. Is that, was it a Kobe shoe? Yeah, it was a Kobe shoe, and they all wore them on Christmas Day. It was hype. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That shoe is worth so much. The Kobe 6 Grinches. Oh. Okay, this makes a lot more sense because I was trolling Reddit and a lot of people were talking about Grinches and I was like, wonder what that is. <laughs> yeah. no, so uh, uh, 
it's when they premiere new shows is also kind of a deal. So like Christmas, the Christmas Day games are like a big deal for releasing shoes because those are high rating games. And there's usually like six to eight teams. I think they expanded it to ten teams that play on Christmas Day. So like LeBron will usually come up with a new shoe or a new colorway, and Kobe did for a long time because they always played on Christmas, and then it kind of like varies from there. Uh, but one year, Kobe had him and his entire team in his shoe, and they were uh-huh. all and they were all Kobe Six Grinches, and they're like green. They're they popped. They got permission from the league because back then, you couldn't wear colors that weren't your team colors or black and white, which is a whole thing. Like if you go way back, right? Um, the one famous commercial, which I think kicked off the whole sneaker fandom thing was uh, Michael Jordan used his band, the Reds. They're red and black, and you weren't allowed to wear black shoes. They had to be white, like a primarily white shoe. Right. And so he wanted to wear this, but Nike, um, the league wouldn't let him. So then Nike released a commercial, and it was Michael Jordan dribbling and then holding the ball, and then the camera would go down, and then the shoe was censored. It was like the shoe that's banned by the NBA, but you can have it, and then it blew off the shelves. Oh, oh that that's is where smart, smart marketing. Good, yeah. yeah, good job. That's where that all started. That's Ooh. clever as hell. If you were a basketball player, what would your line, like who would you partner with? Who would, what would be your Oh, jeez. Mm. It's been a while since I thought about this. He said, about to come up with his answer he's been thinking about for years. I was going to say, <laughs> but you have thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I think about it for two reasons. One, uh, I did play basketball. So yeah. when I was when I was a kid, I always wanted. To, it's always a dream to have your own of shoe. Of course, Every, yeah. it, Like when you hear John Morant right now is about to release his shoe in the spring, and he premiered it on Christmas, so everyone got to see it. And it's a pink shoe, which I love. Um, I love a great pink shoe for some reason. <laughs> uh, but uh, he says, and as everyone does say, I've been dreaming about having my own shoe since. I started playing basketball. Uh, so yes, that was one. But two, now celebrities get their own shoe. And celebrities can have their own models if you're good enough at design. Like Pharrell has his own line oh, with yeah. Adidas. Um, um, there's another person, we'll talk about them later, uh, who has their own line with Adidas. Travis Scott, his own like models with Jordan, where he collabs and like does whatever he wants with the shoe, which was like, Make the swoosh bigger and reverse it. And those shoes are also super valuable. Uh, so in terms of if I was a player still, I would probably – I always like playing in Adidas. So as a player, part of me thinks I would be in Adidas. Yeah. Like to be true to who I was back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if that person had carried on If that on person that was path. still going forward, yeah. that person would be in feet you wear or whatever the case may be because that's what I used to wear. I used to wear, like, the old Kobe line, which is now known as the crazy line, is what I used to wear. So I probably would have worn that because I like playing in those. Cool. Um, but you're asking me now, the adult who has seen, like, the collabs, I would, like, the entertainer in me still would be with Nike because that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'd be with Nike. I'd be, I'd go up to LeBron. I'd be like, hey, I want to do what I want with LeBron 8s. 14s and 20s because those are like my three favorite shoes like Travis Scott does with Jordans and then go from there. Cool. I think those are three underrated shoes. All right. All right. Already getting the hot tags. I love that. Yes. 
Uh, can you give us a quick rundown on uh, some of the stuff that sneakerheads are looking at? So you've talked about silhouettes. Uh, we briefly mentioned colorway. Um, what are some of the terms uh, that go along with being a sneakerhead that people should know about? Uh, so there's hype. Issue. Yeah, there's hype. There's collab, which is basically um, just a collaboration between like uh, like usually an artist or like a figurehead with Nike or whomever. Uh, I'm trying to think of some good examples. There's Cause, K-A-W-S, who's an artist who collab with Nike, specifically Jordan 4. So there's Cause, Jordan 4s, which are really popular. There's the Travis Scott, which I mentioned, who's collab with Nike in general, but mostly Jordan. Like he has two pairs of Air Maxes, but then he has his Jordan 6s, his low Jordan 1s, and his high Jordan 1s. And those are all collab with the reverse swoosh. That's a very Travis Scott thing. Um, uh, there was the Air Yeezy, which is the collab between Nike uh, and Kanye. Uh, and there's two lines of that, which is a very popular shoe. Um, that's a collab, uh, as opposed to when he went to Adidas, which is like his line. That's just a line. That's a line. Oh, okay, so there is like a difference there. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit more... Um, well, it's like his shoe model still. It's actually closer to his line, but it's not a whole line. Like, there was like the one model. Right. Um, who else is a collab? Uh, Sakai, which is a designer, uh, Virgil Abloh did his collabs with Nike, like his interpretations on a bunch of shoes. Yeah. Uh, which is great. A lot of people were like, this is bastardizing the shoe, the shoe industry. Like, you can't do whatever you want with it, and they never stay in stock. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> like, his his Jordan 1s were, like, every, like the initial, like, the in, I remember, like, the initial negative reaction being, like, he, he just does what he does with his art, except on shoes, like, air in quotations, and rips out the swoosh, and an orange tag. That orange tag sucks. I would just cut it off. No one cuts that tag. <laughs> no, of course. Because you're buying it for a reason. No, no. You you buy it as interpreted. Like, uh, so there's Sakai's. Uh, I have a couple pairs of Sakai's. Um, Is that part of the art of it? Like, because uh, talking about sneakers as art, like as interpreted, is that sort of I a think feature so. of it? I personally think so. Some yeah. people like the, listen, some sneakerheads will talk about purity and then they'll stand in line for like these like, New collaboration, like fresh, uh, hot fresh goods. I can't remember exactly. They did a collab. There's a designer who did a collab with uh, New Balance, and those were like close to being the sneaker of the year. And like they talk about the purity of the line, and then they stand in line for these like new shoes. I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, come on. Uh, sneakers be it's good looking sneakers are good looking sneakers in my opinion. Um, but the part of the art of it is like basically. Someone looking and recognizing the shoe and also making, for me, at least letting, it should work with your outfit. So. Right. Do like, you buy outfits for your shoes or shoes for your outfits at this point? Uh, that's a hard question <laughs> to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm supposed to care. I bought a bunch of pants for, that I could wear with my shoes, partly because I work out a lot and like, my pants don't survive <laughs> um, the transpiration, but like I like wearing a lot of cuff pants. That way, the sneaker can shine. Oh, nice! So cool. So there's a lot of like raise up. So I like cuffing my pants. That and makes also, sense. And also my jeans all taper. Nice. So 
everything thins out at my ankle, so the shoe's not like covered by like this big, sur- like you know how those old uh, skater oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. used to be. And they oh yeah, oh and the they cover everything. Yeah, yeah, when they covered up everyone's like Oakley or whatever brand of sneak. Yeah, yeah. show them off, man. Yeah, I, no, no, the opposite. Like the shoe's a star. <laughs> <laughs> I dress from the feet up most of the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there's a whole microeconomy around buying and trading sneakers. Where do you get your shoes? Uh, and how do you go about finding rare ones? Um, Unless it's a secret, and then don't no, tell there's us. No, there's no... Listen, if there's a secret secret, I wouldn't tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do I get my sneakers? Um, uh, one, uh, I have friends at stores. Oh, <laughs> you have friends at it's stores. Not, it's not backdooring. They just... They just let me know when something's there and they know my size and they put it aside for me. Um, Aww, that's <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That was how I got, there's a there's a few shoes I got from somebody's, from a couple stores, one of which to close, which I'm really upset about. Um, so some of them I get lucky, some of them I got online. Uh, I also refuse to pay too high above retail value. Okay. Uh, so I'll like look on like Goat, which is an app uh, and a website. Uh, which is not like super secret knowledge, but I go on Goat every once in a while and I order a pair of shoes, uh, and I get I don't get it sent to Canada because that's ludicrous. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I get it sent to a buddy in the U.S. and then they bring it up to me. You so got a whole system going on here. I do have a whole system. I'll go down there when bad flip flops. I'll throw them out and I'll bring up new shoes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's general. It's a like Goat. There's there's a few stores in Toronto, um, like uh, I'll shout out shows, s- stores just because if they get more business they'll get more shoes. So like livestock on there's two livestock locations in Toronto. So there's one on Spadina and one in, on Ronsi. Uh, where else do I go? Size, which is on Queen and Ossington. This is very Toronto specific for all our listeners that are not in Toronto. Uh, there's Haven, which is like Richmond and Jarvis. I'm nailing all these. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, am I getting these right? I'm like, no, I'm getting them all right. Um, <laughs> no, I got this. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to go to like exclusivity, but they like closed up all the Toronto sh- stores, so that was sad. And I know, I know. And and uh, Foot Action used to be here, and then they closed up. But the people at Foot Action used to put shoes aside for me, which was <gasps> nice. Nice. That was like the big chain that's owned by like Foot Locker. Were they your friends that started working there or were they working there and then you became friends with them? Oh, good I was kind of both. Like, okay, okay, so I used to go to Exclusivity and then one of the guys there ended up going to two stores and I basically followed him to those two stores. (laughs) So like when I got my Concord Jordan 11s, which were hard, he like saw me come in the store. He's like, hey, they're coming out in three days. Want me to put you down on the list? I've got a side. I I was like, yes, please. (laughs) Um, Nice. He did that twice. One time I came in, he's like, yo, I kept a size 12 for you. You're still a size 12, right? I was like, yes, I am. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, that's Uh, awesome. That's so nice. Super nice guy. Uh, yeah, I think that's generally how I get them. A lot of it's luck, too, because other people who collect sneakers or like sneakers just tell me how they get theirs or oh, how they cool. get certain models. Like my barber, uh, shout out to Jason at OGX, uh, like helped me get a pair of, a couple pairs of Nike Dunks that I, because I was trying to get Dunk Lows because they're really popular right now. Yeah. Um, and put a pin on that Dunk Lows Got for it. a second. Um, 
but they're really popular right now. And so he told me how he was getting his and like kept me to that. Uh, my buddy John, uh, John Crowley, also a big sneaker collector. Like when he gets shoes, he tells me how he gets his. Like when I got my Jordan 1 Royals, I <laughs> actually, I couldn't find a pair in my size, but I found a pair in my brother's and John's size. So I bought those two, I gave it to them, they paid me back. Um, and then I ended up getting the pair of my size. It took a while, but I ended up getting theirs. And Damn. we kind of help each other out. Is anyway. it? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think people who don't know anything about sneakers like really underestimate how big an economy there is for this stuff. Oh, it's huge. It's such a big economy. It's like, it's it feels like a subculture that's bubbling to like a main culture. Like, mm -hmm. you know, comics were like a subculture yeah. for a long time. And now... I don't consider comic books a subculture anymore. No, it's I mean, too... when most of the movies at the, at the When box most office. of the box office, <laughs> like, is made up of Marvel and DC yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's subculture a... anymore. Yeah. It is just culture. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I feel like sneakers is bubbling towards that just because people are a little bit more aware. Um, and, like, I personally don't mind. I think, like, I think every... Most of the things I like in life, if more people know about it, I think more people will benefit. So the more people trying to get sneakers, the more people, the more likely it is that we'll get like higher tier stores in Toronto because the stores are tiered on the Nike. Oh, I know on the, uh, on the manufacturer side, like Nike tiers their stores. So they only send certain products to certain stores. Oh, ah. damn. Yeah. So, like, the top of the line doesn't go to every single footlocker. There's, like, three footlockers in Toronto. It's kind of the top, but they don't get the tippy top. Like, those big collaborations, those are so hard to find in so, Canada. So, like, it seems like scarcity is just a huge part of this. Scarcity place. is, like, unfortunately um, kind of the biggest part of the value portion. Right, yeah. Like, oh, so you'll hear, like, general release or GRs. Yep. Uh and sneakerheads for some weird reason, hypebeast. I should say hypebeast to like kind of divide it. Like, <laughs> so there's sneakerheads who like love sneakers. Regardless, they'll get as many sneakers, they'll get sneakers for whatever reason they get sneakers for, whether they want them all or they want all the specifics or want all nostalgic, they're in it for the sneakers. Hypebeasts, on the other hand, are like, in it for whatever's popular. Okay. So like, I, I mentioned if I had sneakers, I would like, LeBron 8s and 14s and 20s. The 14s, no one really collected them except for the first pair, which were the out of nowheres. Like he wore them Christmas Day. And uh, everyone, I, I still look for those shoes. Like every once in a while, I'm just like, out of nowheres? Still impossible? Cool. Um, <laughs> but no one like really like loved those shoes. Um, so the hype base wouldn't buy. 14s, but like the LeBron 8s, for example, like I LeBron 8 South Beach was like a teal shoe with pink laces. I do have a pair of those. Um, but like they they're really sought after because he wore them when he was in Miami and they represent like Miami South Beach and like there's a hype behind it. So more people kind of flock to it. Mm. Um, it's kind of like the original Jordan line. Whenever they release the original colorways, they are very sought after by hypebeasts, um, and they might not seek some of the collabs. It depends on what it is. 
Man, hype beast is such a cool name for that, but it also really just is, is what it sounds like, eh? Yeah. <laughs> like it's them chasing, like, um, and like it also helps me kind of like you can't get everything. Like it's hard to like unless you're connected, you're well connected. You can't get everything. Um, because there's just too many people. So I find myself focusing on just like a few things that I like to make sure like one, I'm not poor. <laughs> uh, That's key. That's and key two, feature. I'm not unhappy. Right. Because, uh, like, if you find yourself chasing a bunch of models, you're like, you'll go crazy. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just, I can't imagine. Um, I stopped collecting a few lines uh, a while ago. Like, Air Force Ones, I'm like, I, I can't buy Air Force Ones and Dunks and Jordans and Air is that just, because of Nelly? Is Nelly the reason? Listen, <laughs> that was the band-aid era. Yeah. I was so not into that song, and for some reason on TikTok there was this choreographer who did this real cool dance to it, and I was like, and then every one of the videos were Air Force Ones, and I was like, okay, I'm back on this train. You like, got me, TikTok. You got me to listen to the song again. It is shocking how much a good dance can get you into a song. Oh, my gosh. Really? Not that shocking. I'm, <laughs> I'm like... Yeah. All right. I'm feeling this. Yeah. I get it now. Wednesday Adams all day. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Totally. <It's> true. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, how do you store and take care of these shoes? Because like you wear them. I know some people don't. Mm -hmm. um, but what is the process of like actually caring for them? I, I have to imagine it's intensive. It can be. It can uh, be. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I, have, uh, I have two... <laughs> I'm now, now that I'm thinking about those all out, I'm like, oh, I'm so silly. Um, <laughs> I'm just silly. About I'm just, it. just a silly little goose. <laughs> uh, so I have this spray called Crep Protect, which I spray on some of my shoes. Um, and then I have something called Jason Marks, which is like a pre treatment for like water that I spray on seasonally. Uh, I have cleaners from Crep Protect and Jason Marks. Um, I have these little like moist towelettes. That Amazing. I that I carry around um, for anything that like comes out. I'm pretty sure I have some in my bag um, from Jason Marks, and they're like they look like wet naps, just up a little bigger. So I was gonna say Toronto is like dirty because it's a city, but also like we're mucky. <laughs> like, Toronto is dirty. Toronto's dirty and mucky. It's full, a city. I like this. Dirty. I love this. Full stop. Toronto is dirty. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, ground is dirty. I understand. <laughs> I understand what but you're also, saying, you but also I mean. Toronto's dirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of snow and like dirt yeah. and oh, mud. Hmm. Listen, if it was snowing, I would have seriously would have worn a backpack, brought my shoes just so <gasps> for the and just for this podcast. I oh. I won't lie to you. When you were recommended, uh, I asked. Uh, uh, um, oh, Ashley, there we go. Uh, sorry, I can't think today. Um, Ashley Cooper, who has been on the show as well, doing our Matrix episode. Um, yeah. oh, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I've heard yeah. Ashley talk about the Matrix. It, yes, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. um, but recommended you and mentioned that specifically, that sometimes you will bring shoes in a backpack. And I was like, we need to talk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because in my head, there's a couple, a couple things I have to say to myself to justify shoe purchases. One, nostalgia. I didn't have money before. I make a bit of money now. I can buy this for myself and still not put my family out. That's one. And two, I buy fancy shoes for when I perform. So sometimes when I go, like when I perform big stand-up shows, I will wear shoes 
because it makes me feel better. Yeah. And there's a, like a confidence in it. My my wife says every time she goes for a big audition, because she does theater and she sings, she wears very fancy underwear, even though no one will see it because she feels like she has a secret. It's a good secret that she keeps and it's a little bit of confidence boost that I know something you don't know. Yeah, and yeah. therefore, I can put myself on a higher level. Fuck yeah, I love that. Yeah. I also have good underwear that I yeah. no one needs to know. No one needs to know. <laughs> it's It's a nice little like... Moment, you know yeah. what I mean? It's for them. It can just be for you. Yeah, it's hundred percent for you. You're having a good underwear day. And if, if you see, like, I taped. I sometimes tape sets. You don't see my shoes in any of these sets. But you know. But I always know. Yep. What I'm wearing that day. So, I like that for that as well. I feel like this is a thing that nerds have to understand because half of nerd shit is like getting gear to give you power ups. Most nerd shit is esoteric. Yes. It's a hundred and ten percent like. Inside baseball, like yeah. there, there's someone in. I have probably said one or two things wrong, or like slightly off, and someone's gonna listen to it and go, "You almost got it." <laughs> there's a couple of things I'll I've said that have been off. Like someone probably was like, "How do you get your shoes?" And I didn't mention not the sneakers app, um, <laughs> which is very inside baseball. Nike has an app called Sneakers. It's a sneakers app, and no one hits on it. I don't know anybody who hits on it. Really? It's supposed to be like the app. Like That's where they put all their Prime sneakers. Everything that's Prime. Everything. Like your, your Trap Scots, your, uh, your Off-White, uh, the Off-White collab, every collab, everything that's like the top tier. They put on the sneakers app, and it's supposed to be this fair use thing where anyone has an equal chance of getting sneakers, it's no one ever hits on it. Anyway. God damn. No one ever hits on it. And it's not even available in Canada. It's only available in the US. That's why no one hits on it. Yeah. Give it to Canada. Yeah. Give it to Canada. Wolf Give it to it. us. <laughs> um, okay. How about this? Mm -hmm. um, sneakers culture has uh, sort of a very deep roots in black culture. Where? Can you tell us a little bit about that relationship for those that don't know? Um, there, there's... I think there's a lot. Ugh, I I can't tell anything with definite. Um, I can't be the source of this. No, no, no. Of course, but, based of on course. your feeling and your opinion. But, but I can be the source on like one part, um, and theorize why sneakers kind of fill it in. So, uh, so uh, if anybody know doesn't know, the name Yao comes from Ghana. I'm Ghanaian. Uh, I'm first generation immigrant here in Canada. Uh, in Ghana. Uh, and Africa, a lot of African nations, we're, we're very showy, not for because we're trying to put people down, but we're supposed to be very proud of ourselves. Like, your family's out, everyone goes out there, and like, if you have jewelry, you wear it, not because you're proud, but you're supposed to show that you work hard, and you've got these things, mm -hmm. and you earned it, there's no jealousy, it's just kind of like a standard set. Um, which Nas has rapped about once or twice, but it's like a very African thing. So parts of that kind of seem its way down um, to uh, U.S. culture, which is why the hype version of it, like having really clean shoes, having right. like no one step on your shoes, having like cleaners, like looking at them and going, ah, and recognizing it. And I feel like that in my theory, like kind of ties back to that whole right. like showy, like like deep in our DNA sort of thing. So like it feels the same. Plus it's like a full, like – like it feels a very like, like for especially American black people, so much is taken away. So every time something can finally be kind of galvanized, they've ran with it. So there's like jazz, there's rap music, but there's also sneakers. So like that was galvanized by Michael Jordan and 
magic wearing converse and like now you can like look at like kind of the origins and what makes them popular like Larry Bird is a great player but no one knows what shoes he was wearing (laughs) 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 it's crazy like that but like it feels like that and I feel like because um deep down there so much was taken away when something is back they kind of like they do sometimes they do the right way sometimes they do the wrong way but I feel like sneakers feels like the right way of like this feels like an us thing like us to the world as opposed to like um taken even though like let's face it the head of Nike is a white guy Phil Knight is a white dude um like those guys are the heads and the tops who make the trillions or billions upon billions are uh, but the the engine that makes it move is the culture so right. it's all in there yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That is my theory, and I am sticking to it. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> I was reading a really interesting article today about like how white shoe culture is so much about looking poorer than you are. Like Converse is like a, oh, like a big s- like sneakers, like Vans like and Converse and, and ju- yeah. yeah. About like how the Ramones made that popular, and like that's that that it's there's just such an interesting like. Did yeah, you there. ever see the Balenciagas, which were utterly destroyed? No. No. Okay, so if you go online. Um, there are the, I think it was last year, Balenciaga had these shoes utterly destroyed, just worn and torn to shreds, $2,000 What to start. Ew. What? Just. Steph, did you just look up a picture? I did. Can I see? Yeah. Ah, why? What? What, They came like that? Yeah. 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 There's another, there's another couple. Yeah. They come like utterly destroyed. What? And they're not the Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks. Come on now. There's more than that. There's another one that's a little oh bit. Oh my more. gosh. So they they were designed specifically to look like they've been worn to shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh, there's yeah, worse yeah, 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 ones. Yeah, 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 there's worse ones. Um, yeah, they're designed specifically. They were on the redway specifically the look. Um no. the stress. There they are. Yeah. yeah. These these black ones at the bottom. Uh, For people who can't see it, the, we, the we black will post, we'll post photos yeah, yeah. of these. There you go. Oh. Pisses me off. Yes, but there are thousands of dollars if you look into it, and you're like, Lord. yeah. But skater shoes are like. Uh, it, it, now that you remind me of something, I'll take a pin out of my brain. But like skater shoes are like kind of like, like your Vans and your. Um, Airwalk was one. Airwalk was one, but not as popular. But like, I'll, I'll stick with it. Oh, your Chuck Taylors. Yeah. Um, the flat shoes, anything that's flat, they're great for skateboarding. But the more disheveled they look, the more authentic they are, and therefore, they're not as precious about those shoes. Yeah. Um, Nigel Sylvester, who is a BMX uh, uh, personality, writer, professional, all those things. Uh, he. Uh, <laughs> He has a collaboration with Jordan Once and his look distressed as well. His Jordan Ones Whoa. look distressed. Interesting. Now, the people who buy them keep them looking the way they look, but for the most part, they are like made to be distressed. How they would anyone so tell if they were worn and destroyed if they're already destroyed? Because of the scuff marks are dead. People Ew. people look for these things. Like you It's like ripped jeans, right? Oh, like people can tell the difference. There there is a there's an account. Um that like, if you bought fake Yeezys, this one guy like would go on pictures and like identify them and be like accurate. And he wouldn't tell people why he knew, but he would always know. Damn, fakes are, and that bothered people. Like Fabulous, the rapper, had fake Yeezys, 
and he was called out on it, and the next day he bought real Yeezys. Oh, oh shit! That's crazy. Oh shit! <laughs> no, I think he was just like he wanted Yeezys, and someone would like fetch them the wrong pair, and thus he went and corrected it because he has no problem buying real Yeezys. Right, yeah, of still, course, yeah. But still. But still. Uh, yeah. We're about to move on, but before we do, uh, what's the nerdiest thing you've done in relation to this fandom? The nerdiest thing? Yeah. Uh, I've done in related to sneakers? I think... Uh, there's a... I don't know. There's a couple of things, maybe. The, f- the fact that I have a bucket of cleaning materials is one of them. <laughs> uh, I do have them all in... Uh, so I bought these cases from Wayfair, and they're side-facing cases, because you could buy, like, backwards-facing cases, which is economically more room in my bedroom, but then you wouldn't see the silhouettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're all side-facing, and they have these little... So I have these little drawers that you could pull out, and I've organized the shoes. And I've organized the shoes. That's the other thing. I think buying shoecases is not that nerdy. Just knowing the the specific order of your shoes, that's a little bit more nerdy. So all my Adidas are on one wall. And on top of them, they're all my Jordan ones. Then I have all the non-Jordan, all the non-one Jordans in another section, and then I have all my Nikes that are not Jordan in another section. And then in my closet, I have like the shoes that are not any of those categories that I don't need to display. And then in my front closet, I have my beaters, which are the <laughs> shoes I just wear all over the place. How many pairs do you have? Uh, I think on my last counts after donating. I don't have that many compared to most sneakerheads. I think I have like 120. Uh, Wait, that's not that many? Not compared wow. to not compared to what I used to have and what not compared to sneakerheads. No one will ever say shit about how many shoes I have ever again in my life. <laughs> I would I never said anything no, about I know. how many shoes. I looked at you because you were in front of me, but yeah. to you. I looked at you because you were there <laughs> and not because you're there. <laughs> um, wow, wow. That's Amazing. just from a storage perspective, that's a lot. Yes. <laughs> it's only because like, I could imagine if I was in the house, I'd probably have a few more. But I'm also like, oh, there's, there's, oh, what are my two limiting factors? One, my family. Um, mostly just <laughs> wanting, wanting to have kids and having them like well off and good. Like, listen, my kid, my kid has, we all as a family have uh, a pair of blazers. Uh, they're white with the green swoosh, the forest green ones, uh, because. That's, is that your family shoe? That is her family shoe. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that is that is the one because I I convinced my wife to get sneakers and I think blazers are the right ones for her. It's uh, extremely I, cute. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then we got them for my kid. Well, a friend of mine got it for my kid. And I was like, perfect. Uh, John ended up getting them for my kid, which is like, Mwah. Uh So then she got a pair. So then we all had blazers. So I think if I had. More, basically, my limiting factor right now is having an apartment as opposed to <laughs> yep. a yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> By the house, I'd probably have, I'd probably double that collection. Probably. I'm thinking about it, and I was like, would I double it? And I was like, hmm, I just gave away. <laughs> I gave away a bunch of sneakers this past, the past two years I've been, like, donating them. Because well, that's good. Listen, that's I, I love, I love my sneakers, but also, like, s- most sneakerheads will look at me and go, 120, that's not a lot. Oh, like, but I'm also like, yo, I, I have great sneakers that I wear. Quality over quantity. Yes. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so we're just about to move on to hot takes. But before we do, 
This episode is brought to you by tpublic.com, where you'll find your next favorite t-shirt. Tpublic has unique and nerdy designs. You can get them on t-shirts. You can get them on tank tops, hoodies. You want to drink your coffee out of them? You could do that. Uh, phone cases, so many more things. Uh, find a design that you'll love, and you can get it on pretty much anything. Yeah, that's one of the best parts about it, is you can customize the size, the color, the fabric on any piece of clothing, any design you like. And most importantly, the designs are all made by indie artists who are getting a fair commission for their work. We love when people get paid. So when you buy a shirt from our Tee Public store, you're not only supporting an indie artist, you are also supporting these indie artists. Heck Me yeah. and Steph doing Heck this yeah. podcast with From Superheroes, and we love that. Absolutely. Um, uh, recently, I, uh, I mentioned on a past episode that I had ordered some fun t-shirts, but also ordered a bunch of uh, their fandom club, uh, fandom show stickers that you yeah. can buy. So I got a bunch of those because I was like, that's cool. I like having a sticker of my little face on it. Yeah. So head on over to tpublic.thefandomshow.com to check out all of our merch and favorite designs from Tpublic. That's tpublic.thefandomshow.com. And thank you, Tpublic, so much for thank your support. Thank you, t-shirt daddy. <laughs> all right. Let's do some hot takes. We oh. don't have nearly as much time as we will need in order to get uh, in-depth in this um so let i let's let's get into it um number one i'm sure you're gonna have feelings on this sneakers are designed to be worn and not be one thousand dollars just sit on your shelf yes sneakers are designed to be worn it annoys me when people collect or i'm not a flipper i understand like if you talk to someone who like buy sneakers just to flip they're like it's part of the game i'm like it's the worst part of the game. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's 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 dumb. I hate it. I I don't buy. You're basically it from a scalper. Yeah, and like, you're not a secret. You're just a salesperson. Yeah, you're just a male person. And there's like there's like shops for it. Like OD and uh, Plus in the city are doing it, and I try to buy a pair of them, a uh, pair from them, but. Uh, they sold out on my size, so they mess, they messed out on my money. Aww. But but for the most part, sneakers are designed to be worn. That's why they've designed. That's why I wear them. Amazing. Um, so this one, uh, I know how cool it seems at the time to wear Jordans or Dunks with a suit to your graduation or your sister's wedding or some other formal occasion. But there will come a time sooner than you probably think when you'll see a pair of yourself, a picture of yourself uh, at this event and think, "Damn it! Why didn't I just wear a pair of dress shoes?" Uh, I'm a mixed opinion on this. So. Uh, so I feel like for, for the most part, you can't just wear any hype sneaker and do it. Also, okay, first of all, your graduation, your kid. I'm fine with it. Yeah, graduation, I don't yeah. feel very strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even else... go to mine. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I feel like also wear whatever's hype at the time so you can timestamp it. Like, oh, look back at yeah, it. Yeah, right? that's a way better idea. Yeah, look at it. Like, every kid from this year is going to wear, be wearing panda low ducks. Like, it's just, like, it makes you go back and go, oh, that was popular at the time and I'm into sneakers back then. For weddings, though, uh, it, it needs to be a coordinated effort. It needs to be a coordinated effort. And not only that, you have to wear your dress shoes at your wedding because ugh, it, it's just cringy to wear sneakers all day and all night. So, like, like you can do it for a few p m photos. Like, I was going to do it at my wedding, but we couldn't find two pairs of court purples because that was, like, the only color we would willing to wear. And then if the groomsmen all had, like, black and white pandas or something along those lines, maybe. Yeah. But for the most part, like... It's it's a moment. Like let it. If it's part of your personality, then do it. But if it's like if you're just like reaching for a moment, like be authentically you. And most weddings, that's not authentically you. Yeah, makes sense. That, that makes sense. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right. How about this? Uh, hot take. Most of us 
And by us, I assume they mean sneakerheads. Yes, this is from a, a sneaker <laughs> yeah. forum. Great. Um, most of us need to admit that we don't know anything about how to actually determine the quality of a pair of shoes. Yes, most people do <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't about like make material or sorry, like uh, the actual manufacturing of. No these one's things. gonna look. The, no one looks. This goes all the way back, and you you may have this hot take, or you may not. This goes back to comparing ones and mids. Like a lot of people look at Jordan mids because they are a different like synthetic versus like leather, and they look at mids and they're like they're not as good. And I'm like, you can't tell. One, you can't tell that much of a difference, and two, mids are fine. Get over yourselves, like every single one of you. <laughs> Amazing. Perfect. Um, this one is. Uh, the word grail has a very specific meaning. However, in the context of sneakers, gatekeeping the word is dumb. It's equally dumb to use the word without considering what it actually means. Favorite does not equal grail. Correct. Grails are, it's overused. You know how like the word epic is overused? Yes, or like, yeah. Or, or uh, the best is overused or favorite is overused? Yeah. Like, listen, there, there are a few sneakers that kind of like shifted culture and shifted like perception of sneakers. What what would a grail be? Like an Jordan, actual grail. Oh, your Jordan 1 Breads, your Jordan 1 Royals. Do I have both of those? Yes, I do. Uh, your, Ooh, look ooh. at that flex. That is a flex. Uh, yes, it is. Black Cement 3s. Black Cement 3s, yes. Uh, the sixes that he won the championship in, absolutely. Uh, and that's, ugh, when it comes to Jordans, I, I mean, the Space Jams and the Concords, and then maybe the Flu Games. From the Jordan line, I think that's like about it, because like you could think of the moments where those sneakers became iconic. You like you go back, and you could think of Michael Jordan wearing them, and then like as much as I love LeBron's shoes, he does not have a Grail yet. Um, so it's like a snapshot. It's like a it's like a thing that makes like you changes the perception of a sneaker. Like your the first Reebok pump, no one has like it's so hard. The first Reebok pump is a Grail, and uh, Adidas Superstar is a grail, even though they're super easy to get. But like, they change the way you think about sneakers. You can point them, you can put them in a moment of history, and it shifts. I feel like everything else is just like, just a really good shoe. Yeah, just like, right. and it's fine to be a really good shoe, but stop overusing the word grail. Like, I feel like, like Michael Jordan has grails, and is even though. This guy thinks LeBron James is a way better basketball player. LeBron does not have grails. Yeah. No, but I think LeBron has great shoes. Like I think right. the eights. Like again, I can go through like the list of LeBron shoes I would love to get or have. But but just because you like them, that doesn't make them grails in the industry. No, 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 no. Cool. Good to know. All right. In my opinion. Yeah. They're, well, that's all. This is your opinion. Yeah, that's, that, that's my that's my thing. When people come after me later, um, I. I, I just want to make sure I put it on record. <laughs> and they will come after me. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. How about this? Um, the modern trend to go earth tone on Nike's Yeezy's New Balance is terrible. Your shit looks like hiking shoes. You look like you're rocking your uncle's old Merrill's. Woo, coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never hate, heard someone hate brown so much. <laughs> um... um uh, no, I mean, <laughs> Travis Scott's uh, Travis Scott's got some earth tones that really work. Like I like his Air Maxes, their earth tone, they really work. He he has a pair of sixes. He has his like baby blue ones. He has some brown. Uh, his olive green ones, and they really work. Uh, 
Uh, Supreme did a collaboration with Jordan 5s and they're like brown camo. They really work. So it can be done. It, it 100% can be done. I have Earth Tone Easy's. We'll get into that. But like, yeah, they're fine. They're uh, like, that, that's someone that's like, I don't like brown shoes. I'm just going to try some. <laughs> brown shoes are fine. Also, as an aside, as somebody who has shopped for hiking shoes, who likes to hike and uh, enjoys owning shoes for it, um, <laughs> hiking shoes are ugly as shit. So, yes. Yes. like, they are, they are fucking hideous. They're not ugly. attractive. There's, there Even is no bit. comparing brown shoes and the beasts that are hiking <laughs> shoes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we've kind of floated around this, and this is going to be the last one that I, I touch on here. Okay. Um, so obviously uh, Yeezys, in a bit of a time, uh, and he's having a, a lot of public meltdowns uh, these days, which are extremely <laughs> problematic. Um, can people wear those shoes anymore without supporting him and his uh, his stance? For a com- uh, for a fact, oh, all right, <laughs> uh, all right. So this is uh, this is going to be. Touch long-winded. Your episode's going to be a little long. That's all right. I do not apologize okay. for it. We, only because of this point. We, we asked the question, <laughs> yeah. um, so that's on us. Uh, my, the short answer is yes, but. Um, you can wear the shoes if you bought, like me, if you bought the silhouette because you like the silhouette and you didn't like hunt or overpay for them, then I don't generally see a problem. Now, this is coming from someone who has a few dozen pair of Yeezys and hasn't worn them for months because yeah. um because like it does say something at this point and like whether you mean to say something you don't uh y- y- every time i see them it feels like someone's saying it, even though they're not and because i feel like it i don't like wearing cuz i don't feel comfortable cuz you have to question it cuz you have to ask you cuz people are asking questions and like I'm, i never want i never bought the sneaker because his name was attached to it. I think most of the stuff he does is ugly as sin. Um, <laughs> There's some pretty bad. Yeah. I think the 350s are great. And I, and, and Adidas owns it, and Adidas is about to release it, and they're going to call it Supply 350s, and sneakerheads are like, I'll never buy them. And I'm going to be like, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll still buy them. Um, it, there's no competition then. That's fine. Yeah. Um, because I like the silhouette, and I like the Wave Runner 700s. Um, but everything else, I hated the slides. I hate slides in general, but I hated the slides. I hate almost everything else that he's ever done because, and I never bought the shoe because his name was attached to it. Right, got um, it, yeah. That's why for me, it's like, I really wish I could just wear the shoes because yeah. I like the shoes. But yeah. like when I wear the shoes, am I, I, I feel like I'm, uh, I feel like there's a lot, I can't just wear the shoes. People ask a question and it's fine for them to ask a question because it's, because some people are out there just like trying to. Um, try to make a statement. And because of that, yeah, like the long, the long answer, the but part is like, yeah, you are kind of saying something. Yeah. Uh, uh, and if it's really about the shoes and really about the fashion, then you'll wait till Adidas owns the line and then you can, and they release it with a continent West, which is September this year. And I think they're releasing the gray pair. Um, and if it was really about it, then cool. I never bought, I never got why people bought a shoe because of celebrity. I understand the mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who works in advertising and understands, like, right? You attach a celebrity that makes it more popular, but at the same time, like they they're just shoes, right? Yeah. So I know one person that tossed all their Yeezys because they just Could. and quietly, right? Yeah, never yeah. made never made a statement, never never told anybody. Told me, uh, never told anybody. Just like 
they 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 sat in a bag for a long time, and he was just like, "Nah, I can't do it." Yeah, like, and he has a great collection, and yep. he was just like, "I'd rather not." Like, I feel better at the end of the day, and that's fine. But there's so many there's so many people out there just like gonna bang the drum about it, and like, I'm, listen, <laughs> as someone who was like a big fan of everything from college dropout to Yeezus. Uh, and then <laughs> for everything else, sound yeah. effect there on purpose. <laughs> um, uh, you could, you can see like I I see he's not like if I was like if I needed a dollar from Kanye and he was walking by in the street, I don't think he'd give me a dollar even though he had twenty in his pocket. Uh, and yeah. spare. You know yeah, what I mean? He's not totally. for me. Yeah. I don't feel like he's supporting me as a black dude in the culture. He's just out to be a billionaire, mm-hmm. and because of that, I'm like. Cool. Like I'm not wishing you dead, but like you don't need my support. So yeah. Cool. When when Adidas owns a line, then I'll buy them and then I'll wear them and people will be like, How come you're not supporting Kanye? And then I'll it'll be feel better to wear him at that point. Because yeah. I'm like because I like the shoe. And even though he didn't really design it, like, yeah. there's a reason why he doesn't own the designs or he can't start his own line. Woo. So that is my hot take. Drop it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I think that's a really like it. Every fandom has this to some extent. Like uh, so many fandoms have problematic people in them where it's just like, how do we reckon with the fandom versus this? Yeah, how do we enjoy the creation um, without uh, paying homage or celebrating the creation? I think it's uh, most people that look at all of it honestly. Like you have to like be honest about it. And I I mean, I could use a bunch of fandoms for example, but it's not their podcast, it's mine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So. So, like, if I look at, like, the Yeezys, like, honestly, I'm like, I love the Nike Yeezys 1 and Yeezys 2 are great, well-designed shoes. Like, you look at those shoes, you're like, say, you're like, yeah, say what you want, but those shoes are great. And then the 350s are great. And then there's hit and miss everything. The, the hit and miss with the 700s and then there's trash, in my opinion, but everything else. But you look at it and you're great, but you're like, what is it really saying? And, like... Do I need to? Like, I'm not throwing out my 350s because I spent so much money on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, such yeah. a lot of Totally. But, but, like, as I said, I have, like, 100 shoes. So like, yeah. I have yeah, other things. Time. I get other things to wear in the meantime. Yeah. And, like, when when wearing my shoe doesn't – doesn't uh, what's the word? When it feels good again? Not when it feels good again because <laughs> they're real comfortable. They got boost in them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they feel good. That's not the problem. They're like, pillows. They have Little a pillows sock. in your feet. They have like sock-like feel. They're great. Um, if my Jewish friend can look at me wearing those shoes and not have any weird feelings in their stomach, then I feel better yeah. wearing that shoe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Until then, nah. Yeah, it's not, it it's not worth, worth it. justifying. It's not. I can't. Yeah. I, it's not even worth it. I don't. Yeah. Even, I don't want. To, I don't want an inkling of a friend questioning my allyship and support towards them and their existence. Yeah. So if a shoe does that to them, then I'm not wearing the shoe. Uh, and that's fine. Um, they'll understand me not throwing out the shoe. Like, burn it. They, they understand yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's not your fault that he had a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. I bu- it's, it's not like he had a meltdown and then I went out and bought all these. Yeah, like, like, fuck, yeah finally my moment. <laughs> what a fabulous <laughs> meltdown. Let's go. <laughs> like, it'd be different if they all went on sale. But anyway, I'd be like, I'd be like yo, these are $300. They're like 20 bucks now. And they'd be like, yeah. But for the most part, they're just like, 
like I, I, that's that's exactly the thing. I don't think something I love shouldn't make someone feel bad yeah. or question them. Love so for, until then, yeah. And then when, when I when I get the cultural thumbs up, then I'll put it on. And then I'll have other people ask questions, and those questions I have no problem. Yeah. So <laughs> totally. So, yeah. All right. At the end of each episode, we like to share our micro fandoms of the week, which we will do in just a moment. Before we do, it is time for some plugs. Um, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Fandom Show Pod. We also have a website. If you have ideas for future episodes or if you just want to catch up on our general stuff, say hi. We are at thefandomshow.com. Uh, please also tell people about us if if you would be so kind. If you're enjoying the show, um, tell other people you enjoy the show so maybe they will enjoy the show. Uh, if you get on your podcast provider of choice, do a little rate, a review, or a subscribe. That would be amazing. Even one-sentence reviews help us um, pop up in the charts a bit more and hopefully uh, allow other people to find out more about these fantastic fandoms. Uh, and this show will always be free, and your listening to it uh, is giving just incredible support. And Thank we are you. so grateful for you for listening. Uh, but sometimes you're like, I have money and I want to spend it on stuff. Guess what? We love money. Money's great. Money helps us pay for this podcast to happen. Uh, so please come find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the fan show. Uh, for a couple of bucks a month, you can listen to episodes early. You can get a shout out. Uh, you can also listen to our uh, fan exclusive, uh, sorry, Patreon exclusive, uh, The Fan Club, or get our monthly nerds letter where we talk about some of the stuff that we've been enjoying. Um, and last but not least, our theme song is by Yusu Kim, and our logo is by the wonderful John Blair. Oh. And now for our micro-fandoms of the week. Steph, would you like to start? I Sure, I would love to. But I'm still feeling hyped up about that last answer. Sorry, I'm feeling about the, the easy discussion. <laughs> I, yep, I know, <laughs> I know. All it's day. a thing. Oh, all day. I all day. just revved the heck up. So I just need a moment for myself. Pull up my <laughs> list here. You know uh, what? I can throw one out there. Great. This is kind of on the subject of, of uh, the uh, difficult people that have made it hard to like their thing. Um, I'm a big fan of Daniel Radcliffe right now. I... Oh. I Daniel Radcliffe is not only, uh, and I won't uh, evoke her name here, but standing up against some like big, powerful, bad forces right now. Um, but uh, because he he's being honest about where he, what he thinks about this particular issue, which is, in my opinion, the right thing, um, and he's uh, not cowing to the idea that he owes uh, this woman something. Um, but also. Uh, He's just doing such good, cool work right now. If you've seen Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic uh, story, it is so so fun. fun. And like, even if it's not your type of movie, you got to admit that Daniel Radcliffe is giving it 100% of his effort and talent and energy. And he just seems to do that for absolutely everything. And I also hear he's a really lovely guy. So I'm just like really fanning out hard about how awesome Daniel Radcliffe turned out to be, despite being a child actor, which can go either way. Yeah, truly. Uh, just to tack on, because I every independent Daniel Radcliffe movie and project I've seen other than Weird so far, that that dude makes crazy bonkers choices like he has yes. no regrets. And they're all so wonderful. He's not afraid to look weird. Yeah, he's he not is. afraid to do weird no, shit. Just will no. die for it into the biggest he's, choices you can imagine. He's just like big art first, and he seems like a very nice guy, and I'm not surprised. And like, Yeah. 
not taking your mic fandom, but doubling down on no, it. Just no, no. I just, love it. Yeah. It re- like I respect people who swing for the fences, and that kid could have played it safe. Kid, he's older than me. Um, <laughs> he's an adult man. Uh, yeah. Um, but he could have played it safe, but he absolutely did not, and I respect him so hard for all of those things. I have miracle workers on my like list of like things to watch. Ooh, <gasps> yeah. This um if anybody knows what Miracle Workers I don't. is. It's a it's a show on I wanna say TBS. Uh, it's an anthology series. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works in heaven, and like every season is something different, and it's just weird and bonkers. And he's in it, Steve Buscemi. It's just I've seen the pilot, and like ooh, I'm I'm excited, but then every season trailer I see is something really different. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, I I've thought of mine, but it's going to be two, but they're going to be really fast. Oh. Uh, so the first one, because we we're talking about like you know problematic figures, um, one of the biggest delights on the internet that I have experienced recently is right before the holidays, right before the new year, it has to do with Andrew Tate and Greta Thunberg's oh. account. <laughs> I, so if you, if you have not seen this somehow, my goodness, look it up because it was just glorious to watch this absolute moron of an asshole. He's a mis- misogynist, misogynist, like a self-proclaimed misogynist. Absolutely. Uh, and he tri- decided, I'm going to go for Greta Thunberg, and that was a big fucking mistake. He lost. He lost <laughs> hard, and she didn't have to do anything, and it was beautiful to watch a piece of shit get uh, destroyed by a teenager. Happy New Year, everyone. Oh, so it was, I talk about not only tweets of the year, but like, Ooh. like just to know that she put out one response line. It was like, huh? And you know that it got so far under his skin. Oh, that yeah. he self-imploded. That he self-imploded. He blew up his life. He blew like, up his life to school a child. To and make a two-minute And did not succeed. And that <laughs> video was also, on its own, so embarrassing yes. and so I, pathetic. I have not seen the video. I oh. do not care to see the video. No. This dude just it, seems like trash all the way, but... Did I read those tweets repeatedly? Oh my god, it was. This is why beautiful. you need to recycle your pizza boxes. So that was one of my joys. But on a more positive, like I think, just like not taking down shitty people, but elevating lovely people. Uh, there's a clip online uh, of uh, Seth. Uh, oh, what's his freaking last name? Which uh, Seth? There's a lot of Seth. There's so many Seth. Late, late night Seth. Myers. Myers. Seth Myers and Lizzo day drinking. It oh, is one of the that. most delightful, really happy, beautiful things. I'm a huge, huge, huge Lizzo fan, and only have grown more love for her watching this video. Please watch it. It's delightful. It's on YouTube. Um, it'll give you a big old smile on yeah, your face. Yeah, it's just gentle good fun. Uh, yeah, what are you? What are I, you fanning? I'm also fanning two things. <laughs> yeah! Uh, uh, one, I am super into... Mixtapes, but not like listen to mixtapes, but like the whole mixtape culture and why it's a thing and why it's successful and like kind of the roots of it. It's part of a side project that I'm doing anyway, but I'm like kind of looking into it. So like the origin of the mixtape, the cool. mechanism, the why behind it, as opposed to like listening to like Congratulations, which is Drake's mixtape, or like um, all the Little Wayne mixtapes, all two thousand of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's one thing. And then I'm into daddy-daughter culture because I uh, have a little girl and everything on TikTok about like... So recently, Akon just said something dumb some, uh, about Nick Cannon having so many kids. And someone made a comment about Nick Cannon not seeing his kids. Like, um, like he has too many kids, so he doesn't dedicate enough time to them. And Akon said something like, it's stupid. Why would he go to recitals? 
And then there's this what? account, like, why would he go to his kids' recitals? Which is a dumb comment, out of, yeah. kind of out of nowhere. And it, it was weird. And as someone who's a dad who cannot wait to go to recitals, <laughs> I was like, huh? Um, but there's this account on Instagram called Embrace Black Culture, which everyone should follow. Um, uh, it, it was Embracing Black Culture. And they had this whole, like, so they put out the tweet and then they had a whole bunch of like videos of dads being there for their kids. So I love like that. so many black dads oh. being there for the kids. Between that and TikTok, I'm just here like every once in a while I'll send a video to my wife and be like, Oh, this is uh this is our future. Like like and my and my daughter is like fully into it without like me like coaching her. <laughs> She's just like all the hugs and kisses, but it's oh. like it's all about dads going and being at recitals and like being there for the kids and drinking tea at the tea parties. And I'm like, yes, because I like, I like pulled, like I was like, girl, little girl, out of my wife. I was like, I want to have a daughter first. I don't know why. All my friends who have daughters first, they're super close, and Aww. I want that. Um, yeah. So I was like into that now. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so that awesome. Is, it's it's just my favorite TikTok. It, like the daddy daughter dances and all that stuff. So I'm all into it. So. I, I was raised uh, primarily by my dad growing up. And so I can't, like when it's dad daughter stuff, I lose it. I cry so hard. Oh. I can't handle it. It's just like. Oh. That that account is going to get to you. Then. I'm going to cry. That, that account is going to get to you because it's <sighs> there's a couple. I, I, I'm trying to remember the order of it, but the first two are definitely recitals because recitals are meant in a tweet. And then there's a couple like graduations and there's a couple, there's two of them where kids are like in a like either like a kindergarten concert or something where they have to walk across the stage. And so you can see the dad like holding the camera and the kid just like looking around. And as soon as they spot their dad, they're like, hi. Oh. And it's just, just a genuine moment of like, thanks dad. Oh. Uh, I'm so into it. I'm so here. <laughs> Like, my wife is great with our kid, but, like, uh, uh, I'm here for it. Yes. Oh, my Those gosh. are my subcultures. When you, you're like, microcultures, I was like, got it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't, Don't worry, worry about, about it. it. I yeah. have a thing. Oh, that's oh. so yeah. lovely. What a lovely heartwarming note to end on. Um, yeah, well, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? Anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me online at Yao Experience. That's Y-A-W Experience. That is my handle on all the channels, uh, including Twitter, which might blow up one day. Uh, <laughs> and I'm fine with it. To be honest, can't wait till it yeah, blows up. It'll get on board now. So much. So time. get on it now. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, and then it'll blow up, yeah. and then you know you can find me on. Whatever the other channels are, <laughs> Hive. <laughs> Hive, but for sure Instagram. Uh, and if you're in the city of Toronto when you're listening to us, I run a monthly show at Comedy Bar. I run two monthly shows, uh, one called Untitled All Master, which is comics working on new material. Uh, tomorrow's great jokes today. That's how. Like, that's a tagline for it. So they're working on material. Nice. Uh, and Double Down, which is run for like at this point, like five years, which I just like. <gasps> which is just, huge for a comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't realize it, but it's a monthly for like five years, where wow. it's just like that's incredible. Oh, I, I was just thinking about it the other day. Uh, I've had uh, a bunch of comics on, including Steph Tolev, like a, a, like years ago. Yeah. Uh, and who hilarious. Woman. Which uh, yes, one of the hilarious. Which is like at this point. We could say, without hyperbole, one of the funniest people on the planet. Easily. Uh, like, on Netflix. So, uh, so you, that show is great. The, the headliners are always great. The comics always smash. It's just been 
a delight. And they're mostly my friends that perform, and they're just a rising tide. I just want all of everybody to succeed. Um, oh. So follow me on those and find me online, and you can hear about the, uh, the project I'm doing because it's related to mixtapes. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Excellent. Um, well, till next time, love the things you love and tell everyone about them. Bye. Bye. The Phantom Show. The Phantom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.